we had a student who 40 years after his accident came to one of our Tango Stride class. And when I tell you he needed support to stand, he didn't know, and I don't mean intellectually, I mean his body couldn't sense which way was up. So he needed three people to hold him. So we had two people on the sides and I was in the front and we're trying to figure out how to get him to stand. The third class he comes in and he says, I want to dance. And that's kind of his, from his injury and I think his personality, he yells when he gets excited about stuff. He's like, I want to dance. So, and our volunteers were amazing. His caregivers are amazing. So they held him tight on both sides. And I was like, okay, let's go. And he walked across the room. Um, and I think three times that day and hasn't stopped since. He's been in parades. He's done the walk, run, and roll. The Brain Injury Alliance does a walk, run, and roll event at Green Lake. He doesn't miss a party. He doesn't miss a, an opportunity. It's amazing to see his enthusiasm. Students will often say, for this for multiple students, if I can do it, you can do it. If you can do it, I can do it. They really inspire each other and empower each other. And the group element of the Tango Stride program, I think it's really huge. Hello and welcome. I'm Lori Hardy, and thanks for listening in as we continue to talk with leaders in our community. Gabriella Condrea uses Tango Strides to increase mobility, boost confidence, one step at a time. It's designed for people with mobility challenges. All they've got to do is be able to stand, even if they're in a wheelchair, have a walker, even canes are welcome. Welcome, Gabriella Condrea, to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's kind of interesting because you are not in the United States right now. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm in Argentina. And what took you back to Argentina? My love for tango. I came here in 2009. I had no idea what tango was. I wasn't really looking for tango. I just was traveling. And then I fell in love with tango. Here I am almost 14 years later. And so there are so many things I want to talk to you about tango, but let's start. You've already written one book. We'll get to that. But I want to talk about your new book first. Called The Little Posture Book. Little because it's kind of like pocket size. Well, it was inspired by my work on posture and balance with our Tango Stride program, our walking. We have a, a program for people with mobility challenges that I can get more into detail with that. That plus Tango as a, a dance for the, for the general public as well, how you stand and how you carry yourself really has a lot to do with, you know, how well you can understand each other in the dance. But also, Posture is something that really impacts all of our lives, especially with our modern day culture of a lot of sitting, if you're driving a lot, our phones and, you know, these little devices that have us all leaning forward, looking forward. So I'm working on my own posture. That's why I can write about it because I, <laughs> I pay attention to posture a lot for myself as well. It's just a bunch of like tips and reminders and things that I use with my students. Where can we find this book? Available wherever books are sold, any bookstore, of course, Amazon, but the only place to get a signed copy is on posturebook.com. And then tell us the name of your first book. The first book is When One Plus One Equals One, and that's led to some interesting math conversations and people have, yes, told me about, you know, what that elicits for them emotionally. And then also I've even had a mathematician sit down in a in a tango club three o'clock at night on a napkin showing me that you can in fact do that in math as well. But the first book is about connecting 
with yourself and with another person using tango as a metaphor for relationships and partnerships and teamwork of of all kinds, like kind of going between tango and life. And I love it how you went to Argentina. You had no idea about tango. And now it is like your life is all tango all the time. It is. It is. And literally these days, it's like eat, sleep, dance. But also, yes, it's permeated my my writing, my my teaching. I mean, it's all, yes, so, a one-way road. <laughs> yeah. So tell me about Tango Stride. Yes, I'd love to talk about Tango Stride because especially, I, I think you can learn tango, luckily, all over the world. I do, of course, teach something like my favorite things about tango. So I am kind of partial to how I teach. But Tango Stride, this is the only opportunity for people to do exactly what we're doing is in the Seattle area right now. Eventually, hopefully that'll spread. But awareness is so important because if people don't know, it's an option for them to stand and do this work. So Tango Stride is Tango-inspired dance-based walking program for people with mobility challenges. And a lot of our students uh, spend much of their time in wheelchairs. We also have people all the way to walkers, canes. We also have students who are working on just like fine-tuning their balance. And sometimes they forget their canes as they're leaving class. But especially for the people who uh, use wheelchairs a lot of the time, for many of them, the, the classes that we have, the Tango Stride program, is their opportunity to stand. For many of them, that's their big opportunity like for the whole week to stand. Especially now, rebuilding our program after the pandemic, we were kind of just maintaining with our students. It was challenging for a lot of our students. They didn't have much opportunity to stand. And for a while, we just did our best virtually, like a lot of people did. And so it was it was challenging. Like every, I think everybody can relate to you go to the gym regularly and then you stop for a while. You feel the difference when you go back. So imagine if standing up is like going to the gym for you. Like it's very difficult. So then after not doing that for a year or two years, it can be really challenging for a lot of our students who they're really, they don't have the caregivers, the capacity, they don't have our program available for, you know, a year or two years. Coming back was kind of like starting over and really having to rebuild those muscles. And so our Tango Stride program, I think really gives people, gives people hope to stand, to get stronger, to, you know, we work on coordination. A lot of uh, our students are stroke survivors or traumatic brain injury survivors. So they literally are kind of trying to coordinate the concert of their body movements again, because there's been an interruption in the signal. And it's amazing what we can do. I'd love to share a couple stories. So one of our students was told in two different rehabilitation facilities that she would not be able to move her leg from the hip. If you can imagine trying to walk without bending at the hip, because some injuries cause a lot of tone. You might have seen people who like can't straighten out their arm, for example. Also, sometimes what we have is a lack of tone and lack of control. And so what this student wasn't able to do was make that bend happen at the hip. So you can imagine trying to move your leg without being able to bend at the hip. It's challenging. 
when she came to our class at that point the program's kind of developed over the years really since 2013 but officially since 2016 and I hadn't really worked with somebody who had that level of challenge at that point but luckily she stuck it out my attitude is sort of if you want to improve I'm willing to give it a try let's figure it out because it's really for I think healing oftentimes we kind of look at if I can't get from point A to point B then forget it there are a lot of steps between point A and point B and so with her, we just worked on like, what's the next best step? And it took, it took a couple of years, but in three and a half years. So again, because we were kind of like building the process as we went, but she was able to, again, two rehabilitation places told her they weren't able to, to get this to happen in her body. She was able to hinge at the hip and move her leg through on her own. I mean, not maybe as smoothly as any of us who who haven't had an injury, but it's a big deal to be able to do that. And you can imagine that would really impact the way that you walk. So I feel like her story gives me a lot of hope and other students. I try to amplify to more general concepts that might be useful for, for that for everybody, for more people. I would say for healing, you want as little support as possible and to do as much work yourself as possible. That's empowering. So mm -hmm. when you have a brace that's very solid, that's great because it gives you a lot of support. And for safety, it's super important. For some of our students, their ankle strength isn't that great. So you can't really walk safely if your feet or if you're not sure you're going to hold you. Right. But if you can strengthen your muscles, you gain so much from that. And for some of our students, they've actually been evaluated by you know, a medical professional that said, we can give you now a lighter brace, which is huge because then they're doing more of the work with their own muscles. I could go on and on about the Tango Stride program. It's just so inspiring for me. And and I'd love for anybody out there who they themselves or they know somebody who could benefit from giving our program a try. We'd love to have them. How do they reach you? Our website is tangostride.com. So Tango Stride, like Tango Walking. And the physical requirement that we have is people need to be able to be they need to be cleared to and be able to bear weight on their legs. Even if somebody can't stand for very long, even if they can stand for five to 10 seconds, they can come and try the program. Yeah. What we're not doing is lifting and carrying people, but it's amazing. Even in one class, I've seen people really start using the ground more and phrase like Jesus, the floor is our friend. Now, if you can imagine actually going to the posture book and that, the concept of the posture book, the way that we interact with our foundation, the floor beneath our feet, whatever it is that we are, where we are standing, like how you use that makes a huge difference. Even sitting in your chair, how you use the chair to position yourself makes a huge difference in how strong you feel, how confident you feel, how long you can hold that position. I had students who they stand up and they, they're not used to standing. I can tell because they're kind of pulling down. They're used to holding on to something or someone. But if we can turn that around and have them push forward and up, it's huge. And so that's the beginning for somebody who, who needs that level of support. But yeah, so anywhere from there to using a cane, uh, tango stride. Tango and disability is not something that we hear. How did you come up with this idea? You know, that makes me laugh because we have a student in the tango stride program whose family was like, he can barely stand. You're going to get him to do what? 
tango. And uh, <laughs> I think also this is the image I had of tango too, as you know, like dancing with the stars and the fishnets and the rose and yeah, dancing with stars, ballroom. So the tango that I'm interested in and that really like where my card lies is social dancing, social tango dancing. And it's the milongueros of of Buenos Aires. Sadly, this trip especially, I'm really seeing, and especially after the pandemic, you know, because a lot of the people have been dancing like their whole lives that grew up dancing during the golden era of tango, the 40s, 50s, they're getting older. And the pandemic was tough for them. You've got folks in their 80s, their 90s, dancing, dancing. The dream is for a lot of people at the milongas is you know dance until i can't until i until i go dance my way out the door it's not actually a hugely like acrobatic thing of course what we're doing in the tango stride program is modified Uh, so for some of our students they're doing more like tango steps for others you know maybe we're just we're using some of the tango concepts but making them something that they're that's accessible for them like a rock you know, just rocking forward and back, that can be a great exercise for for a lot of our students because it's also working on the process of stepping. But to music, there's a, a lot to it, of course, but I have a movement background. And so when I started dancing tango, I went to a lot of classes where they were teaching kind of a pattern of step. The leads memorize their steps, the followers memorize their steps, and then you put them together and, and dance. But between that and what I saw on the dance floors, on the social dance floor, it was two totally different things. And this pattern business, not really what's happening. It's like memorizing a canned conversation when you're learning a language. You know, hello, hello, how are you? How are you? Where's the bathroom? It's not much of a conversation. It's not much of an interaction. Right? Mm. And what I'm seeing on the dance floor is a conversation. It's an invitation and a response. And it if it's fluid enough and, you know, the communication is really good, sometimes they just flow so well that you're not really sure who's inviting what kind of goes together. That's actually why I started teaching with connection being the main thing. And then we make the steps come out of that. So helping people connect in a way that makes it feel like congruent as they're walking together rather than just memorize your dialogue and your dialogue is put them together. Tango Stride is a 501c3, right? Hugs that empower is the official name of the 501c3. That's a nonprofit that supports the Tango Stride program. And that name came from one of our students, one of our Tango Stride students said, I feel empowered. And I was like, oh, hugs that empower. So you went to Argentina, you learned tango, you came back. And what what was the next steps for you? Steps, see what I did there. (laughs) (laughs) That was nice. I like it. I like it. I'm a teacher by trade. I mean, I've been teaching something since I was 13, helping with swimming lessons and then gymnastics soon after that. My friends in Seattle knew that, know that about me. And a group of them said, you know, you should teach us a class because I was so excited about tango and I had just kind of gotten onto Facebook. And so I posted like a picture of my new tango shoes and feelings floating around after dancing tango all night. And so of course they thought, what about us? Why don't you teach us some tango? So it was really my friend's fault. That's what happened. <laughs> so I put together a class and, and I keep coming back to Buenos Aires because, you know, there's always more to learn. And, you know, it's a journey in, in learning steps, of course, and like things that you can maybe measure more. Like I know how to do this and this and this other move, but it's also an internal journey. 
of really, as one of my friends said, you know, you can't hide behind yourself. It's really like a, it's a vulnerable thing to be present and hug another person. There's nothing else. There's no devices. You're not texting. There's like, there's no force field. It's just you and them and the dance floor and the heat right now because it's summertime. So I'm like sweating, you know, (laughs) it's an interesting and beautiful vulnerable human experience sharing yourself with another person. Yeah. So you have Tango Stride, but you also have Tango Happy Hour? <laughs> like Tango this and Tango that. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> My teaching is kind of under the umbrella of Tango is about the connection because my focus is on the connection. And then Tango Happy Hour, we've been doing since 2014. So we're eight and a half years in now. And that's every Tuesday, starting back up in February in Seattle at a really lovely restaurant. We've kind of moved it around over almost nine years now, but we have live music. I do a drop-in lesson. It's very welcoming and friendly. That's the vibe I try to create because I really want it to be accessible to any and everybody. And actually a few of our Tango Stride students even started there and then we created the program. Yeah, Tango Happy Hour every Tuesday, very relaxed vibe. And also, I mean, it's it's a restaurant. So people sometimes even just come for dinner and to listen to the live music. We have some really talented musicians. And how do people find out about that? Facebook, Tango Happy Hour or tangohappyhour.com. All the different websites. (laughs) Okay. Well, I, I love what you do so much. And it just, it just tickles me that things that seem so like of all the dances, tango. So do you have a a few other stories you can share with us? Yes, so many. So speaking of tango happy hour, I had a student who came one day, this was when we had the the event in um, Belltown in Seattle, and he shows up one day in a wheelchair. This was before the Tango Stride program officially became a thing. I got to the restaurant one day, as I usually would on Tuesdays, and the manager says, there's somebody here who's here for Tango, and he's in a wheelchair. He's waiting on the other side of the bar. And I'm like, okay. I see him, and of course, when somebody's in a wheelchair, you know, there are a lot of different variables and possibilities. Sometimes they're in a wheelchair because it's difficult for them to walk a long distance. Sometimes they're in a wheelchair because they cannot stand. So the range is huge. And I thought, well, okay, let's see how we can include him in the event. So I asked him if he can stand. And he did tell me that he uses a four-point cane, Hammy Walker called it. And so I said, okay, well, then let me be your walker and you hold on to me like you would a shopping cart. So this, I would say about a year and a half in, he had not taken any steps by himself without holding on to something for 20 years, 20 years. One day he said, watch this. So he started after a while, he got comfortable and he could stand without, you know, holding on to to me or anybody. Some of our other people that were regulars would work with him too, would would walk with him. So he says, watch this. And he takes a step and then he takes another step. So first it was two and then it was three in a row. And then 
and we got, I think his record was 108. Each step was kind of its own journey, right? Because he would step and he would start leaning forward. And I was like, oh, no, bring it up. That whole push the floor. The floor is our friend. And so it was like kind of coaching through each step. But he got to 108 and um, in a row without touching anything, except for the floor, of course, with his feet. So it was empowering for him. It was really inspiring for the other people around. And then soon thereafter, I want to say about, about half a year after that, we started a program specifically for people with mobility challenges. Actually, in that program, so I was somebody who hadn't, hadn't walked on his own in 20 years. Then we had a student who, 40 years after his accident, came to one of our Tango Stride classes. When I tell you he needed support to stand, he didn't know, and I don't mean intellectually. I mean, his body couldn't sense which way was up. So he needed three people to hold him. So we had two people on the sides, and I was in the front, and we are just trying to figure out how to get him to stand. The third class, he comes in and he says, I want to dance. And that's kind of his, from his injury and I think his personality, he yells when he gets excited about something. He's like, I want to dance. So, and our volunteers were amazing. His caregivers are amazing. So they held him tight on both sides. And I was like, okay, let's go. And he walked across the room, I think three times that day and hasn't stopped since. I mean, he's been in parades. He's done uh, the walk, run, and roll. The Brain Injury Alliance does a walk, run, and roll event at Green Lake. He doesn't miss a party. He doesn't miss a, an opportunity. It's amazing to see his enthusiasm and then all the people that benefit from that. You know, all the people that, oh gosh, that, I knew it had to happen at some point because I can't <laughs> talk about this stuff without getting But, you know, our students will often say, not just one, I've heard this from multiple, you know, students, if I can do it, you can do it. If you can do it, I can do it. You know, they really inspire each other and empower each other. And so the the group element of the Tango Stride program, I think it's really huge. From uh, my classes for the general public as well, some of my students from Tango Stride, they're especially at the level of using canes and they're just kind of working on their balance a little bit. Sometimes they'll join the, the general classes for the general public as well. But it's just so lovely. We have just a, a wonderful community and the folks of a wide range of abilities come together and like help with our annual fundraiser or come and volunteer. We always need volunteers, by the way. We always need volunteers and helping hands for the parades. We've done two now, so we're planning to do at least one this year and for the walk, run, and roll. And there's just, there's always a way to get involved and it's really inspiring to see all, all of it. <laughs> that is so good to know. So if you want to volunteer, you go to Tango Stride. Is it .com or .org? .com. And then what is your annual fundraiser? Thank you so much. We have our soiree for Tango Stride in November each year. It's an opportunity to highlight our students. We have one of our students as the keynote speaker. We'll do a silent auction at that event. Lots of food. We've always got so many generous people that cook and donate hors d'oeuvres and stuff. So it's a nice little party. And live tango music. Oftentimes we'll have at least a and people from the general tango community that also just come and dance. And so it's it's really nice to see our tango stride students 
and the general tango population come together and dance, share their dance floor there. And then this last year, for the first time ever, we added a formal tango dance for people who are, you know, more experienced dancers afterwards. So it was kind of a crazy all day thing because we went from one event to the other. But we had people come from Oregon, from Canada, from even Tennessee. And it was really wonderful to have so much support. We're always needing helping hands, volunteers. If you like to cook, we'll take it all. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Gabriella, Condrea, show us your books again. You have uh, your first one, which is one plus one equals one. <laughs> and, and your newest one, the little posture book. And you can get all of these either online or at posturebook.com. Mm -hmm. Posturebook.com. Before we go, what is it you really want people to know? Oh, gosh. Well, I'm not like out to try to make everybody a tango dancer in the world. I think that's wonderful that we have so many different kinds of dance available. But if people do want to dance, they can find all of my classes at tangoisaboutconnection.com. And uh, we have new classes starting in February. Of course, Tango Happy Hour is always open for people to drop into and the Tango Stride program. If you or somebody that you know could benefit from our program, even if you're like, Tango, there's no way I could Tango. Come check it out because you might be surprised what you can do. So all of my classes, Tango Stride, Tango Happy Hour, it can all be found at tangoisaboutconnection.com. Tango is about the connection.com. I love what you're doing. And I really hope that somebody hears this and is like, oh my goodness, I have to check this out. How about one more story? There are so many, so many stories. I guess one more I can share with you really quick. We have a student named Gus who has got like the most contagious, like bubbly attitude. And also, I mean, he's, he's really funny and sarcastic too. One time I was leaving and we were taking taking a little break and I said okay well keep dancing while I'm gone right Gus and he's like yes I'm gonna dance with everybody with the cats and dogs and everybody and and he does he just really actually at our fundraiser this last November he was up and dancing the whole time doing twirls and I you know just really just having a ball and I just think that whatever it is you like to do whatever kind of movement you like to do, you know, I'd love it if people come tango with us, but just keep moving because it's so important and just makes us all keep our, our aliveness connection with ourselves. I like what you said about you're in Argentina and these people haven't been able to dance for a few years and, and they're in their eighties and nineties and they're dancing. I love that. Let's keep moving until we can't. Absolutely. And it makes such a difference. It really, really does. There are a couple of people who said, you know, like they lost their partner, or their wife or their husband. So there were a couple that I, I remember really, really touched me. One guy said, I lost my wife. So what am I going to do now? Just sit at home. Like they were married since they were 14 and he was 94. He showed me his ID to prove that he was 94. And he said, my wife passed away. Like, what am I going to do? Just sit at home and watch TV? So I go dancing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, no, Thursday's football or soccer. As we all know, Argentina and soccer is Friday's tango. See, all these days of the week, another guy also. Every day of the week. I mean, and I, when I'm down here, I'm dancing as much as I possibly can because I'm only here for a few weeks. And I would see him at every single dance. And he was dancing the whole time. And find what you, what you love and just 
keep on do do it, do it, do it, like our student Gus says when he was our keynote speaker. That was his big message. Just find what you love and just keep doing it. Do it, do it. I'm Lori Hardy, and thanks for listening in today. We hope you've learned something new. Join us again next week as we continue to talk with people that are making a difference in our community.